Crystal Craven, a singer, a songwriter, and a worship leader who's passionate about sharing what God inspires. And this is your weekly devotional. Now, before I read the section that we're going to study this week, I just think it's really interesting. We've been going through Luke devotionally together for almost a year now. Well, it'll actually be exactly a year tomorrow. Um, And I could not have predicted that we would end up in chapter nine in this specific section, but God worked it out and it's right before Easter and it's perfect. So we are going to be in Luke 9, 21 through 22. It says, And he strictly charged and commanded them to tell this to no one, saying, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. Now, Peter had just finished answering Jesus's question, Who do you say that I am? By responding with the Christ of God. But then the very next thing that we see is Jesus commanding them not to tell anyone that truth. Now, he didn't just command them not to tell, but he also prophesied about his suffering, his rejection, his death, and his resurrection. When we look at the suffering that Jesus endured, it's excruciating. He was betrayed, beaten, mocked, humiliated, Uh, just completely mutilated by whippings in which ribbons of flesh tore open his back and exposed muscle and bone. Then he was forced to carry his cross on that tore open back. He then had nails driven through his hands and his feet, lifted high on the cross naked as he watched those whom he loved looking onward as he gasped for breaths while slowly suffocating. I think the most heartbreaking was being forsaken by the Father, with whom he had shared a perfect unity and oneness with for all eternity up till that point in time when he became our sin and completed his mission of reconciliation between us and God. Now, I think the natural question to the image of suffering is why? Why did Jesus have to suffer many things. Why couldn't he have just had a quick death and then resurrected on the third day? To really understand this, we have to look back at the Old Testament. When God delivered his people out of Egypt, he gave them the law through Moses. This set, you know, what Galatians explains as a guardian or a tutor over us until Jesus came. So when Adam and Eve sinned by eating of the fruit That brought a knowledge of good and evil. However, the law brought a knowledge of our transgressions. When the law defined the sacrifices for atoning sin, it gave a picture of just how bad sin was, how serious God took sin, and then it also foreshadowed his plan for our redemption. The fact that an innocent, blemish-free animal would take the penalty of death in the place of the person who had committed the sin, that showed God's mercy. The fact that the person was part of the sacrifice in which they placed their hand on the head of the animal 
signifying that that animal was taking on their sin. It showed the seriousness of the sin that the person offering the sacrifice had to look in the animal's face and see the innocent one die to atone for the sins that they had committed. And the bloody mess of sacrifice as the animal was slain showed both a visual picture of the utter atrocity that sin is to God, as well as foreshadowing that the blood of the sacrifice would cover the one who was being atoned for. The sacrificial process was an up-close and personal process. It was not a far-off observation. Jesus, our perfect Lamb of God, became our sin. He became sin that we might become the righteousness of God. That process of atonement can get lost on those of us who have never sacrificed an animal to atone for our sin and according to the Old Testament law the way the Jews of those days would have. But the picture that we get from the description in the Bible of Jesus hanging naked and beaten beyond recognition on that cross shows us that process perfectly fulfilled once and for all. And it shows us what our sin looks like to God. And it's excruciating to see. It is brutal. Beyond what the law could do, since it couldn't offer a clear conscience, nor could it give true life to the transgressor, but Jesus did that for us. He came to give us abundant life in him, in which we will be raised with Christ as just as he resurrected because he is our resurrection. He was forsaken so that we would never, ever be forsaken by our Father. But we do share in his suffering. Yet sharing in his suffering is actually a privilege as we're being molded and shaped into his image. And that momentary and light affliction that we face here on earth is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory that is beyond all comparison. Now, as you go throughout this Easter weekend, I just want to encourage you to take time to remember all that Jesus did in becoming your sin, all so that you could be reconciled to God and be called his child. And in your thanksgiving to him for his steadfast love and grace and mercy and for being your resurrection, tune your ear to hear what the Spirit says as he reminds you also to take up your cross daily and follow Jesus. Happy Easter, my friend. For the logs, written devotionals, and originally written songs, visit crystalcravenmusic.com. And that's crystal with a K.